Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, construction of the border wall will soon resume after the Biden administration's major reversal, waiving dozens of federal laws to start building barriers in Texas. Here are tonight's headlines. As migrants illegally crossing the border near record levels and major American cities struggle to handle the influx, the about face from the White House. As the immigration crisis grows, President Biden breaks a campaign promise, but insists he had no choice. I can't stop that. Ukrainian officials say dozens of people are dead after a Russian missile hit a village store and cafe in the eastern part of the country. We're tracking Tropical Storm Philippe as it moves up the Atlantic, where it could hit. Our 60 Minutes interview with Mark Milley, what America's former top general tells us about President Biden's age. The dog days may be over here at the White House. Why President Biden's German Shepherd was removed from campus and what happens to the dog now? The impact popular drugs like Ozempic are having on grocery stores like Walmart. The Soldiers Without Voices. Our Eye on America tonight looks at the pain of Army horses and the new ways they're being treated. I do not ever want to bring the horses back if they can't be taken care of appropriately. A FedEx plane crash lands, skidding off the runway in Tennessee. The new details about what happened. The Powerball jackpot has risen to $1.4 billion with a B after no winning ticket was drawn last night. So your chances of scoring the grand prize are, listen to this, 1 in 292 million. Worth a shot, right? Good 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. We begin tonight with a major reversal by the Biden administration due to the ongoing crisis at the southern border. The administration is moving forward with plans to build new border barriers in South Texas. And that's an abrupt change from a campaign pledge made by then-candidate Joe Biden. The president defended his decision, saying he has no choice because the funding was approved specifically for a border wall. For just the second time in history, data from the Department of Homeland Security shows apprehensions along the southern border surpassed 2 million in the past year. Southern states are not alone in feeling the impact, with Texas Governor Greg Abbott sending busloads of asylum seekers to so-called sanctuary cities. Mayors from New York to Los Angeles say they are being overwhelmed by the massive influx of migrants. CBS's Nancy Cordes is going to start us off tonight from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. Nora, good evening. Not only is the Biden administration fast-tracking the construction of this wall, it's also waiving 26 different laws and regulations to do something that President Biden vowed never to do. 18-foot-high steel panels will be installed along a 20-mile stretch of the Rio Grande near McAllen, Texas. They are meant to stop scenes like this. Hundreds of migrants racing towards the U.S. border on Tuesday night. President Biden insisted today he didn't want to build the wall, but that his hands were tied by a law Congress passed in 2019. They have to use the money for what is appropriate. I can't stop that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. But his own Homeland Security Secretary, traveling in Mexico, said they do work. Secretary Mayorkas issued a notice stating there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States. Immigration is a sensitive political issue for President Biden, who made this campaign promise in 2020. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. But as illegal border crossings have surged above 200,000 last month alone, even some of his political allies have grown critical. In Chicago, hundreds of migrants are sleeping on the sidewalks outside police stations. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker wrote the federal government's lack of intervention and coordination at the border has created an untenable situation for Illinois. New York City's Democratic mayor has also been outspoken and issued this warning in Mexico today. We want to give a real picture of what's happening in New York City. We are at capacity. Late this afternoon, the administration announced it will be restarting direct deportations of Venezuelan migrants back to their home country. Venezuelans accounted for nearly a quarter of all illegal border crossings last month. Nora. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Turning overseas to Ukraine and one of the deadliest attacks against civilians in the war. A Russian missile today slammed into a cafe and grocery store, killing at least 51 people, including a six-year-old boy. That's in the eastern part of the country. CBS's Ramey and Asensio is on the ground in Ukraine with the latest on this horrific attack. And a warning, some of the video is disturbing. In a playground turned mortuary, the grieving looked for their loved ones, many barely recognizable. Before this horror today, the village of Groza near Kharkiv's eastern front line had just over 300 people. Now it's believed one of every six is dead, including a six-year-old boy with several more wounded. Many had gathered for a wake to remember a neighbor's life, then their own were suddenly cut short. Senseless tragedy, 
needless loss. Just two days ago, Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, made a trip to this region to raise soldier morale. Today, he condemned the attack as no blind strike and brutal. So brutal, it's one of the bloodiest since the first two months of Russia's invasion. When missile strikes killed hundreds in a theater in Mariupol and more than 60 at a rail station in Kramatorsk. This new strike comes as a new poll shows American support for more military aid to Ukraine falling down 5% since the summer. How worried are you about defense spending for Ukraine? 100% worried. Oleksandra Ustinova is a Ukrainian congresswoman overseeing weapons from overseas. And the most needed uh, types of weapons right now for us is the air defense missiles. If we don't have any more of those coming, we would have hundreds and thousands of civilians dead this winter. For the village of Groza, any missiles that would have come to defend are too late. And Congresswoman Ustinova told us the HIMARS, the mobile rocket launchers that the U.S. gave Ukraine, are idle 90% of the time. That's because missiles just aren't available. Nora. Ramey and Asensio, thank you. Tonight there's been an arrest and a stabbing death that shocked and saddened many in New York City. CBS New York was at the scene when 18-year-old Brian Dowling was taken into custody at his home this morning. He's charged with murdering 32-year-old social activist Ryan Carson in a brutal attack caught on surveillance video. It happened on a Brooklyn street early Monday when Carson and his girlfriend were heading home from a wedding. No word yet on a motive. Turning now to the weather with Tropical Storm Philippe picking up speed as it passes Bermuda and heads towards New England. Tonight, residents from New York to Maine are bracing for heavy rains and possible flooding, plus strong winds beginning on Saturday. The National Hurricane Center predicts that landfall could take place Sunday morning in Maine with 60-mile-per-hour winds. This is now the fourth consecutive weekend. The Northeast will be impacted by a tropical system. Tonight, a top executive at the world's largest retailer says popular drugs like Ozempic could end up slimming grocery store sales. CBS's Carter Evans reports on the correlation between cutting calories and possible cuts to the bottom line. It turns out popular drugs used to suppress appetite like Ozempic and Wegovy may have an economic side effect. People who take them appear to be buying less food at Walmart where today Elodie Nicholas got her prescriptions and her groceries. Yeah, absolutely, I believe it. I'm buying less. She started taking Ozempic after having two heart attacks, and she's lost 36 pounds since May. Has it changed what you eat? 100%. The sweet stuff, it just literally turns my stomach. My shopping cart used to be overflowed because I'd have all the junk and the sodas and all that. Now it's... It's half less than half of what it used to be. Walmart has one of the most sophisticated systems for collecting data on its shoppers. And U.S. CEO John Ferner told Bloomberg they've seen smaller checkouts from people taking these medications. We do see a slight pullback in overall basket. Less units, slightly less calories. Does it surprise you that Walmart's looking at this sort of data? Um, I think every you know large retailer is looking at this sort of data. They have the data. Uh, through their loyalty programs. Leo Feller is chief economist at Numerator, a company that analyzes shopping receipts from millions of people. 
And then we use that data to help inform retailers, to help inform food manufacturers. Healthcare providers wrote more than 9 million prescriptions for drugs used for weight loss in the last three months of 2022. And Morgan Stanley estimates 7% of the U.S. population will be taking these medications by 2035. Over the course of the next 10 years, this will likely change the way that consumers uh, shop and what consumers are buying. For Elodie Nicholas and her husband, that's already happened. I buy the groceries, so it's also helping him to eat healthy. Now, as more people start taking these medications, an analysis from Jeffrey's Financial Group says snack makers like Kellogg, Hershey's and Hostess could be impacted. But even airlines might benefit from this with lower fuel costs as passengers lose weight. Walmart did not respond to our inquiries. Nora? Fascinating. Carter Evans, thank you. Now to our 60 Minutes interview. You'll see this weekend, General Mark Milley just finished his four-year term as America's highest-ranking officer. As the president's top military advisor, he spent a lot of time at the White House, so we asked him about his experience with the commander-in-chief. President Joe Biden has been portrayed by his political opponents and even some of his allies as too old to be president. I'm not asking for your political opinion here, but how does he seem to you? Look, at, uh, I'm not going to comment. I didn't comment on the former president's uh, mental health, physical health, and, and, and I'm not going to comment on the current president's mental health or physical health. I think that's highly inappropriate for the uh, senior officer of the United States military to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just tell you that uh, I meet frequently with the president, um, and every single time I meet with him, um, he, he is just fine. How people interpret that is up to them, but... Uh, I, I engage with him frequently and, and alert, sound, uh, does his homework, reads the papers, uh, re- reads all the read-ahead material, uh, and is very, very engaging in, in uh, uh, issues of very serious matters of war and peace and life and death. So if the American people are worried about an individual um, who, who is you know, someone who's making decisions of war and peace and uh, has access to, you know, makes the decisions of nuclear weapons and that sort of thing, uh, I think they can rest easy. Our story with General Milley, including his public falling out with former President Trump and his thoughts on the war in Ukraine, will air on 60 Minutes this Sunday. We turn now to a widely publicized pet problem at the White House. The president and first lady forced again to remove one of their beloved German shepherds from the premises after a series of biting incidents. CBS's Weijia Jiang has more on commander's move from the White House to the dog house. President Biden's dog, Commander, was spotted at the White House on Saturday. But after biting someone last Monday night, he no longer lives here. CBS News has learned there have been more than 11 biting incidents involving the two-year-old German Shepherd and Secret Service officers. At least two had to be taken to the hospital for treatment. Following an incident last November, one Secret Service officer emailed a colleague, My leg and arm still hurts. He bit me twice and ran at me twice. A fellow Secret Service officer replied, What a joke. If it wasn't their dog, he would already have been put down. 
Sources tell CBS Commander also bit White House residential staff and other workers. The dog, a gift from the president's brother, is the second to be removed from the White House. Major bit two people in one month back in 2021. So he's a sweet dog. 85 percent of the people there love him. He just all he does is lick them and wag his tail. Here, dog trainer Robert Cabral says canine behavior depends on several factors like genetics, socialization. And and training. When you're dealing with the president's dog, nobody's going to want to correct the president's dog. And sadly, when you're in a position of power, people are going to tell you what you want to hear and not tell you the truth. The truth is this dog needs structure. Tonight, the White House is not saying whether Commander is permanently banned from living here on the grounds or if he'll be returning. The Biden dogs are not the first presidential pups to act out either. In just one example, in 2008, President George W. Bush's Scottish Terrier Barney bit a reporter's finger. Nora. I remember that. Weija Jang, thank you. One of Arlington National Cemetery's most honored traditions has been suspended after an Army investigation found improper care for the horses that carry the nation's fallen heroes to their final resting place. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's David Martin shows us the two women that spoke up to save one of the military's oldest ceremonies. The horse-drawn caisson at Arlington National Cemetery is one of this nation's most solemn and majestic rituals. But back at the stable, watch what happened to a horse named George. When I touched George's neck, he he fell to his knees, which is a very abnormal response in any horse. And I've never encountered such a painful horse. Major Beth Biles is the veterinarian for the horses. So George basically just buckled under the pain? He did. It was shocking. CBS News obtained photos of other horses with scars from wearing ill-fitting harnesses and saddles while pulling a 2,600-pound caisson. They were all suffering from severe musculoskeletal injuries, neck pain. They were supposed to work two weeks on, two weeks off, but some ended up working six weeks straight. Soldiers with limited training didn't recognize the problem, and higher-ups weren't listening educating the chain of command on how to take the appropriate steps was a challenge. Did you have a hard time getting through? Initially, yes. Then two horses died, and this Army investigation finally declared conditions unsafe. The Army brought in hearses to give the horses a full year to recover. They were sent to rehab for therapies like cold water soaks for their aching limbs. There was a lot of work to be done. Monique Hovey had been brought in as the new herd manager and started getting rid of saddles whose design dated back to World War I. Not only can we cause pain along their spine from how narrow this is, but then there was a rub happening on this horse. It sounds like um, very basic stuff. Yes, it's basic. Now there are new saddles and some new horses. Hovey calls the horses soldiers without voices. But George said it all in that 10-second video. Here he is now, a year later, at the rehab center. George is a case of uh, a success story. George will never go back to pulling a caisson, but horse-drawn funerals are scheduled to resume next year. I do not ever want to bring the horses back if they can't be taken care of appropriately. I do fear that we might revert back to where we were. For Eye on America, David Martin, Fort Myer, Virginia. 
A man is arrested after a shocking abduction near the University of Virginia. We'll have the details next. Tonight, a University of Virginia student is in stable condition after police say she was abducted near campus. Investigators say the woman was able to fight off her attacker after he dragged her into his car, forcing him to crash into cars and trees. They later arrested a 40-year-old man and charged him with strangulation and abduction. Police do not believe the victim and suspect knew each other. Some sad news to report tonight. NFL Hall of Famer and Chicago Bears legend Dick Buckus has died. Widely considered one of the greatest and most feared linebackers in NFL history, Buckus was a two-time defensive player of the year and was named to eight Pro Bowls. Nicknamed the maestro of mayhem, Dick Buckus was 80 years old. A FedEx plane is forced to make a dramatic crash landing. That's next. An investigation is underway into the crash landing of a FedEx plane in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The plane skidded off the runway with sparks flying last night after its landing gear didn't come down. Good news, all three crew members made it out safely. Powerball players are getting another shot at the biggest lottery jackpot of the year. The grand prize for Saturday night's drawing is now up to $1.4 billion with a cash payout topping $643 million. That's before taxes. A one-of-a-kind sports item is going up for auction that once belonged to Tom Brady. We'll show you what it is next. Finally tonight, if you're a football fan with a few extra dollars in your pocket, this story is for you. Quarterback Tom Brady's final game-worn jersey from his storied 23-year NFL career is going on the auction block. Sotheby's Auction House says Brady's number 12 jersey from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is expected to go for an estimated $1.5 to $2.5 million. The record seven-time Super Bowl winner couldn't end up with another record, the most expensive football jersey ever sold. No word on whether it was washed. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.